Okay, we need to take a second look at this. Oh, uh, yeah, right dude. What? Guys, check out who I just met buying a crossbow. This dude is the shit. I shall use this crossbow to pierce my broken heart. Yeah. All right, dude. Dude, isn't that guy awesome or what? He's like a poet. That guy's not awesome. No. Dude, do you know how hard it is to find a passionate guy like that these days? They don't make them anymore. You should have seen how passionate he got when I showed him the dick flyer. You, you knew? knew that it was a dick? Well, yeah, I thought we changed it. I, th I thought you guys were changing it. It was always, it was always meant to it be a bicep. Well, then why didn't you cut it like, because it looks totally like a dick. I thought, like, all right, let's go with the dick thing. It's more masculine anyway. I mean, the shit, boy. if you want it to be a bicep, it needs more veins. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Say What You Mean. I am your host, Jeff. And I'm your other host, Jake. And we're back at it. It feels like it's been a while. Yeah, it's well, we recorded early last week. Oh, that's... And then we're recording late this right. week, so it's been like a week and a half. That always throws me off. I mean, we have a lot going on. I think we've both had a lot going on. Yeah, uh, I got in a car accident. I heard about that. You yeah. texted me about it, but you wouldn't give, really give me any details. Yeah. I'm assuming um, you're fine. Yeah, I'm you're all right. Sitting, you're sitting in front of me right now. Um, So... We were headed back from our beach vacation. Um, great time at the beach. The first day and the last day was, it was beautiful weather. Mm -hmm. It rained in between, but I don't really care. I kind of enjoy camping in the rain. I don't know why. Okay. Now that I'm older, well, it's because I'm in a cabin. Well, <laughs> if I sure. was in a tent, oh, I would hate my life. Were you in one of those KOAs? Yeah, we okay. did. Uh, we did. We do the KOA every year. Which um, where were you at? In Astoria. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um. And I got to go finally to the uh, Marine Museum. Okay. Yeah. I've been going to Astoria with Jen's family for nine years. And for nine years, I've driven past that museum just like, oh, I want to go there. I want to go there. I know. Okay. Yeah, we'll go. We'll go. And I just ne I just never did it. Mm -hmm. And then this year, um, all the kids were with us. Uh, my niece, all my niece and nephews were with us. Jen's brother's kids. And then Alex came with okay. me and Jen. And they were like, uh, Anna our sister-in-law and our brother-in-law joe were like we want to go to the museum and i was like dude let's go to the museum finally yeah. so we all went to the museum it was super cool um way bigger than i thought it was going to be really um the exhibits were cool they had uh is that that one as you're driving into a story it's all like on the right hand mm -hmm. side just before like the piers mm -hmm. okay and they got yeah. that huge like uh uh boat just crashing on a wave in the window yes it that's okay, like that's one it. of the exhibits right. mm-hmm Super cool. Um, they had this. Oh, you would have loved this. They had this massive room dedicated to World War Two. Okay. And they had like part of a, sh a battleship like in there, so you could go mm. and walk through it. Um, it's amazing how tight quarters like those things were. Yeah. Oh, dude! And you go in there, and it's just metal, yeah. just steel and metal, mm -hmm. just so uncomfortable. <laughs> I, I was talking to my niece. I'm like, could you imagine like living on one of these for like years? I mean, you you stop and you go to land a little bit, but God, it just just uncomfortable yeah um but they had this really cool exhibit that i, I actually spent some time it was a video mm -hmm. and i spent some time reading it was the japanese flag exhibit so they okay. had um a bunch of flags kind of on this wall and a tv and they had a video playing and i guess when japanese soldiers died the americans they they had flags like full flags on them and the americans would take them 
And the exhibit was about how the Americans gave back the flags to the families. So oh, the wow. video had okay. this um, this older man, obviously, mm-hmm. um, opening a package, and it was his brother's flag, a Japanese flag. Wow. Yeah, it was pretty cool. That is cool. Um, <laughs> to me, we're, we're losing so many. Just a side note, like, it's yeah. amazing. Like, there's almost nobody left who fought in that war mm-hmm. i think like the youngest the youngest a person could possibly be if they went in like 16 and lied about their age mm-hmm. it'd be like 94 right so i mean it's wow it's you know we're losing a really um key resource for, for a very sure. turbulent time in world history but um yeah anyway sorry yeah no 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 it, so the museum was awesome um the whole trip was super cool um but on the way home we were headed through longview down like uh what is it called it's like a, it's the, um, it's this highway for like for trucks and stuff. I can't remember what it was called, the exact street, but it was stop and go because they're doing construction on the bridge or something up there. Okay. And um, I was just in the right lane because it was, I was gonna have to turn right to get on the freeway. Little did I know that was like miles down the road, but I was just. I'm trying to be patient driver and just yeah. stay in the right lane. I've got a speeding ticket as we've talked about <laughs> <Yeah>. before, <laughs> so I'm just trying to chill. And uh, it's it's the stop and go isn't just like moving two feet and then stopping and then moving two feet. It's Mm -hmm. like moving 20 feet and then stopping and Mm. then moving 20 feet and then stopping. And so you're just getting up to speed. Right. And then. Yeah. So I'm thinking to myself, I'm thinking, yes, I'm thinking this is this kind of traffic right here is going to cause an accident. And I looked over and I thought about getting over. But I was like, dude, just be patient. You'll be all right. And so we, the light turns green and we get going and getting some speed. And I look in my rear view mirror and this woman is driving and she's looking to the right. I don't know if she's talking to her daughter who's next to her or looking out the window. I couldn't tell, but she wasn't stopping. And so were you moving in, but she we was were just, moving she and then we had stopped. Oh, you guys. Were yeah. Stopped. Then okay. we were stopped. Yeah. And I look in my mirror and I'm, I go, she's not stopping. She's going to hit us. She's going to hit us. She's going to hit us. Sorry, it was just you and Jen in the car? Me, Jen, and then my dogs. Okay. So Harrison was in the kennel in the back, and then Jen was holding mm-hmm. Dexter. Um, and I'm just like, she's going to hit us. She's going to hit us. And Jen's just going, what? 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 Where? Where? I'm like, she's going to hit us. Bam! And she just like, I don't, she didn't break until after she hit us. Oh, wow. So yeah. she hit you going probably so, like 20, 25? Yeah. So okay. the good thing was, was that I... I've done some research on like accidents mm-hmm. and like the what <laughs> the worst way to like make an accident worse and it is like people clench up mm-hmm. and people also like hit their brakes. So what I did was because I drive a stick, I put it in the clutch so that when she hit me, I would move forward okay. with the hit. Mm-hmm. If I would hit my brake, it would have been like yeah. a car hitting an immovable object. Definitely. That's so crazy you had that like the wherewithal to think about that yeah like in that split seconds well i watched the whole thing happen i was like she's gonna hit us she's gonna hit us she's gonna hit us back was she when you saw her like 10 feet oh really yeah i saw her for a while okay and then i saw her in the rear view mirror like turn and realized that she was gonna hit us Mm -hmm. i watched like that whole thing so i put in the clutch luckily the truck at in front of us it was a big semi had moved forward so when she hit me and knocked us forward we had space to move forward okay so then I pull over and there was a street right like after she hit us. So I just turned right around the corner mm-hmm. and she turned right around the corner and she got out and was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Is everybody OK? And I was annoyed 
mostly because I love my element. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so I get out. First thing I do is I check my element, and I'll show you afterwards. It's not too bad. I mean, she she kind of messed up the bumper. Okay. Her car was like the only thing that was wrong with it was uh the license plate was a little scratched up. It was weird. That is weird. Um, so she gets out and she tells me. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, the general rule is if you get rear-ended, it's usually the other person's fault. Yeah. Um, but she gets out and tells me, oh, my gosh, my, I was the light turned green, and then my daughter was like, Mom, why weren't you looking forward? And I just told her, like, I don't know, the light was green. So she's, like, telling me, like, basically it was her fault and that she did the whole thing and yada, yada, yada. So I bet her insurance company loved that. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so we called our insurance. We called her insurance. And, um, yeah, it's just a pain in the ass to deal with all that. It is. I've never had to do that before. The and logistics of an accident yes, are the worst. Yes, it's so annoying. So I took my car and got it, um, the repairs appraised. And we, we're going to go to a second place to kind of double check just okay. to make sure we're getting the same For sure. same pricing. But even that's annoying. Mm-hmm. Um. But right afterwards, instantly Jen, like, she, like, jerked forward because she didn't know what I was talking about. She wasn't expecting it. Yeah. So the seat kind of hit her in the back, and she kind of flew forward quite a bit. Wow. And so her neck is all strained in her shoulders and her upper back. Mm-hmm. And even, like, down in her lower back, she had some pain. Um, mine was, I had some straining on my right, on the right side of my neck, on the right side of my shoulder. Um, and that all is on my right side because I was reaching over to my right. And looking at her to try to like that's just your reaction to put yeah. your arm out mm-hmm. the mom arm is what i always yeah. call it um so she was like I'm, I'm hurting like my neck's killing me i was like okay she's like let's go straight to urgent care so we dropped the car off got in her car drove to urgent care spent two hours there um just to cover our ass well you yeah know? because you want that document right if you wake up in the next morning and you're like you can't move right because you're so stiff like, right yeah I, I get it so we went there and that sucked but there was a pokey stop there so i was just getting just, con- just yeah. getting all the, po- <laughs> all the pokemon um and then so the doctor told us you know if you guys aren't better in two weeks then give me a call but you guys should get better by then um expect it to get a little worse mm-hmm. and then before it gets better um so it's interesting through her insurance, obviously, because she was it was her fault. Um, they're covering the damage. Um, they're going to cover the repairs. They're going to pay for our medical because it costs us, what, 50 something dollars to go to the doctors or whatever. Um, but also they were going to they're offering like a settlement to like say that we won't further sue them for for pain and suffering. OK, Um and I, I haven't talked to them, but they offered Jen like 500 bucks or whatever. But my whole thought process was it's interesting that they're offering it at this point when I told them that the doctor said we wouldn't be clear until two weeks out. Mm-hmm. So when I call them and I talk to them, I'm going to play a little hardball with them and just tell them like, you know, that's great that you guys are offering that. But I won't know if I'm good until another two weeks, like the doctor said. Maybe you guys should give me like eight thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, no, but I am gonna like. It doesn't make sense to take it now. Well, yeah, no, because I, we I don't know that. if we're For in the clear sure. yet, For especially sure. Jen, because I think she got the brunt of it. Yeah. Um, no, it's good you guys are being. You guys are being. You guys are proactive about that with the adulting, bro. Adulting. Hashtag adulting. Yeah, <laughs> I've had. I just have had. I've had one just absolute horror experience with with accidents really so like, i'm always like it always i always get super anxiety when i hear about people mm. not not the actual accident part right but the logistics afterwards like dealing just, with everything 
Yeah. Yeah, because I had somebody who um, was it was it was disputed. Um, oh, this was years ago. Gosh. It was disputed fault. Yeah. And they took off with my insurance card before the cops got there. Oh. And then waited like three days and called the cops and then said like everybody in their family was in the car, even though there's only two people and they were all, all claiming injury. And oh. um, we after sketchy, after, dude. Yeah, it was super sketchy. They were trying to just basically, you know, get on disability and live yeah. their whole lives off of my, like, off of my insurance. Wow. And um, event, thankfully, because they left and then all this super sketchy stuff, and the person who said she was driving was this 31-year-old, like, this 30-some-year-old woman who mm-hmm. had, like, this long rap sheet of traffic violations right. and other, like, petty crimes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, she wasn't even in the car. And oh. the girl who was who told me she was the driver only had her learner's permit and was, was shouldn't have been driving anyway. But how many people were actually in the car? Two. Oh, and okay. they were claiming that there was four people total <laughs> oh in the car. Gosh. And it was it was nuts. Wow. But yeah. Th- so ever ever since then, that sounds like I a just, mess. I just have always been like like anytime I hear about people getting in an accident, yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah. Like, that that it, it can get yeah. Anyway, that's when I was a kid, my mom got in like. A million car accidents. Really? Like, she got in one when I was, a, like, a baby mm-hmm. and, like, got, I think, in a pretty bad accident. Um, And I was in the car seat. But, you know, car seats in 1987, like, you can imagine how safe those were. Yeah. Um, But I remember she bought, like, this pink, <laughs> pink Ford, like, Taurus when, oh, we, wow. <laughs> when we were kids. That's a nice car. <laughs> and I remember just, like, hating on it. Like, yeah. why would you buy this? And I, I don't remember how many accidents, but I think she got in, like, three accidents in that car. It's because it was pink. Yeah, it's like everybody hated that car. <laughs> <laughs> my parents, growing up, my parents had this Ford Escort, and I absolutely hated it. And, mm-hmm. like, right before I turned 16, it got sideswiped, parked on my parents' street, and, mm-hmm. it got, it, and just a little bit of a sideswipe totaled it. That just tells you how much the car was worth. Oh, wow. <laughs> so they had to get rid of it because that was going to be my car to drive when I was oh, 16. Man. So the, the joke in the family was I paid to have the car hit. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't have to drive <laughs> for it. For sure. But, um, yeah. No, I'm, but I'm glad you guys are okay. When yeah, you text me, you got, sure. into, text me, you got into an accident, I was thinking, because sometimes those accidents going to the coast right. can be terrible. Oh, yeah, yeah for so sure. Like, I'm like, I knew you're headed to the coast. I wasn't right. sure exactly when it happened yeah. and everything. So you get on Highway 26 or Highway 30, that can be yeah. You know, the Usually accidents. I'm, like, blasting to the beach, like, mm-hmm. going as fast as I can because I just want to get there. Yeah. But we had Alex with us, okay. so I was driving slowly and the whole time and just oh. keeping it chill. <laughs> when, you get to the, when you get to those pass lanes, you're staying in the right lane. Right. Yeah, every <laughs> time. Unless you're going the speed limit. Yeah, because if a car's going to speed limit, I'll pass them. Mm-hmm. But um, I actually was just thinking I wanted to ask you something. Uh, we didn't plan on talking about this, so it's a little off off script. But no worries. Uh, when did you get your license? Uh, I got my license about six months after I turned 16. I think I got mine when I was like 21. Oh, really? Yeah. That's yeah, not. I mean, it's not weird. Kylie just got her. Sorry to call Kylie out here, but she she didn't get her license until last year. Oh, it's, how old is she? She's 26. So, I mean, everybody Mm. gets it at their own time. Right. So, (laughs) nobody, like, taught me how to drive. Um, I taught myself. Okay. By stealing my mom's car at night. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, she would, she bought, like, this. I remember the car that I would just take all the time. And if she's listening, I hope I've told you all this, Mom. Um, But she, uh, she bought, like, this Toyota Echo. Mm-hmm. And it was like Roxy edition, the brand Roxy. 
So it had like Roxy printed like uh, seat covers and had like this blue like wave down the side of the car. <laughs> Chick magnet. Oh yeah, for sure. So then me and my friends would always they just come over and we'd be like, dude, let's take your mom's car. So we'd always just take her car and yeah. just go for a spin and. <laughs> oh, you're so lucky you didn't get caught. Dude, there's this road over by, like, Columbia, and my buddy Nick, at the time, he was like, dude, let's go down to this road. There's no speed limit there. I said, what do you mean there's no speed limit? And he goes, well, there's no signs. And I was like, all right. So we went, like, 100 <laughs> in that Roxy <laughs> Edition Echo, dude. We just floored it. And then there was one point where I was lost, and Nick was like, I know where we are. I'm like, no, you don't. Just panicking because my mom had to get up. And I remember what I would do, <laughs> so sketchy, I would, um, I'd put like a little, we lived on a gravel road, mm -hmm. so I would take rocks, the biggest rocks, and I'd set them where the tires were before I left, so that when I pulled in, the guys would be like, all right, all right, to the right, to the right, to the left, to the left, and I'd park it exactly where it was. And I remember one time. That's actually, that's pretty good. <laughs> I remember one time uh, I took it out, and I, I, I was like, oh no, my mom's going to be home, so we raced back to my house mm -hmm. and I parked it. I didn't even, I kind of looked at the rocks and I like, we, we ran in the house and, uh, I like, I put on my pajamas real quick and then like, it was a school night too. So we were just like the worst kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we parked the car and I'm like, you guys wait here. Like, cause my friends stayed over all the time. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm going to go like make sure the coast is clear. So I, we, they converted like the garage into my room. Okay. So I come in from the garage into the the kitchen because that's where it came into, mm -hmm. and my mom is standing right there, and she's <laughs> she's making coffee, and she's like, "What are you doing up so early?" And I I was just like rubbing my eyes. I'm like, I don't I couldn't sleep. And she's like, "Oh, all right." She's like, "You need to go back to bed." I was like, "Maybe just for a little bit." Had no idea. <laughs> 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 now she does if yeah. she listens to this, but just terrible so when it came time to actually like get my license yeah i wasn't a bad driver i mean mm -hmm. it was kind of easy to figure out it yeah. was an automatic but um i got dude when i took my driver's test uh the guy was like all right get over and i like went to get over and i cut somebody off and they honked at me and i guess i heard that if you get honked at it's like automatic fail but he passed me hmm. and it was the first time i took the test and i got my license that cool. first time yeah I was, was so nervous to drive the first time. Like I remember, I remember driving, getting my learner's permit, and my mom driving. Like the first time I was gonna drive, mm -hmm. like to Hudson's Bay, because that's where I took my driver's ed class in high school, mm -hmm. and being so nervous. I remember going down Columbia and doing like twenty five and just <laughs> flipping out. I'm like, I can't do it, mom. And I like pulled over to the side of the road, and my mom had to drive the rest of the way. Like I was just not. I've always been a reluctant driver. Mm. It took me years to be comfortable taking a left turn across traffic if it's not right. a, it's not in an actual like left turn. Right. So I would go around around, around <laughs> blocks so <laughs> I could awesome. take, so I could take a right turn yeah. into wherever I needed to go. Just stuff like that, dude. For sure. That's so funny. Anyways, I had to tell you some driving stories. Gotcha. What'd you do this week? I mean, it's been a while, like I said. Yeah, um, I I don't know. I'm feeling I'm feeling good. Okay. I turned down a interview. Yeah, that's what you were texting me this so morning. So I had um, it's been like a really fast process. Like okay. I was, you know, just mass applying on government right, jobs. Right. And I applied for a job with DH with uh, Department of Human Services right. in Portland. Right. And I get a call, and I spent a lot. I actually spent a ton of time on the. Um, Why the hell did you not go to this interview? 
It it's a, <laughs> I don't know. It, it's that's a that's a good question. I've been uh, applying like crazy and just get denied, denied, denied. They called you and asked for an interview. So I went in, <sighs> and I uh, I took their group skills evaluation. Did they ask you to come in and take that? Yeah. I hate you. And I went in and took it. Okay. This was last week on okay. Friday. And I went in, and I must have passed because they called me right back oh that same gosh. day, and they set up an interview for today and um, at 9. And I just I just did not get a really good feeling. I went, I mean, I was right. at, the, I w- I was at the, the, the office, okay. and I did all of that with a place where I would be working. And just researching about the job. What was the job? Um, s- social services, like operations specialist one, mm-hmm. like – Thirty thousand a okay. year, like nothing great, but right. I mean, obviously an it's entry level, in. entry level into the government. Right. But I was like, and then at the same, like, yes, two days ago, my current job mm-hmm. offered me full time. Okay. Um, with you know, with when they have really good benefits. Have there. you been part time the whole time? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I was full time before going back to school. Uh huh. But I've been part time for like the last like three or four years. Oh. Okay. Um, so I've been part time all the summer. Right. Because I was right. working with my dad. Too, oh, that's right. So that's right. Yeah. I mean, so now I'm not working with my dad mm-hmm. anymore. Um. The summer's just kind of over, mm-hmm. and so I'm like, well, I need to find something full time. Right. And Fisherman's like is you know gonna let me go full time. Okay. So I'm l- I'm looking forward to doing. I was like, well, dang, like this isn't quite the job that I want with DHS. Right. And I want to go into something that I'm really excited about. And mm-hmm. being full time at Fisherman's gives me that flexibility to keep looking for something that I'm more interested in. Why wouldn't the other opportunity? One? Oh, just because it's all the way in southeast Portland. Okay. And it would take on me division? like um 82nd. Oh, okay, okay. So way out there. Right, right. And it's um it w- it took me without traffic, mm-hmm. it took me 35 minutes to get there. Mm-hmm. With traffic, it would have taken me right. easily over right. an hour. Okay. And doing, you know, 8 to 4, which having to leave probably at 6:45 to make sure I right. got there on time on any given day. Yeah. And then probably not getting home until Oof. well after 5. Yeah. Just literally no flexibility right. to, to kind of do anything and to pursue other for sure. ventures. And you know, I'm I'm really considering grad school right, right. now. And Dude, I think me too. I've been talking and, more and more about and it. And I think that that's the way I need to go. Yeah. Because where I want to end up with the State Department right. or working the CIA or um, for sure. Department of Defense in some capacity, um, this gives me the ability to go back to grad school and, for all and that, have yeah. a little bit more flexibility with my schedule. For so sure. It, I think it was in the... Sh- it, Short run, it was probably a bad decision Kay. to not go to this interview. Right. But in the long run, I just didn't, I just kept, I was sick to my stomach about going to this interview. And right. I don't know why it felt so weird, but it just told me something mm-hmm. that this, just because of the way I felt. Right. Like I've always been a real conservative person. I've mm-hmm. never really jumped into, into things. Right. Yeah, <laughs> gosh. But when I need to make a move, right. I feel like I've, um, when I know it's right, right, I'll I'll do it without question. Right. And then in and, and I've have a tr- I have like a recent track record of doing that with mm-hmm. the right things, the Fisher investment thing. I really mm-hmm. wanted that, and I think that played a role into my absolute abomination of an interview, mm-hmm. um, as everybody's heard on <laughs> on our <laughs> podcast. Uh, so I just it it was just for me not the right right um, not the right situation. Maybe in the future, just some advice. Just what I'm thinking: go to the interview at least for practice. That's what everybody's told me to yeah. do, and that was probably the worst decision of not at least not right. going to the right. interview. Um, but that was my decision, and I just kind of have to live right. with it. Yeah. Well, no, and I think I think just in the future, because especially since you didn't feel right about it, and you were like, you know, I don't really think I'm gonna take this. 
but I'm just going to go and practice. Mm-hmm. When you go in with that mindset of like you're already kind of decided that you might not take it, yeah. the interview gets way easier. And then you're like, I'm not even really going to take this job, but I'm just going to see if I can talk him into wanting Definitely. me. Yeah. And that's what I did with all those jobs that I did. Remember, I had like six interviews mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. The m- after like the first interview, I knew I didn't want the job, but I kept going back just for practice. Mm-hmm. And once I knew that like I wasn't going to take the job, but I was going in there to see if they wanted me. Um, every job I interviewed for, they offered me a job. Yeah. And it was just because... I knew this probably I'm probably not going to take this, but let's just go in there and sell myself Definitely. and and learning that and getting better at that has led to me starting a new job Monday. Yes. Yeah. I, and that's, that's <laughs> but so and I'm thinking about you not taking that DHS job. And I think that your reasons are valid. I think that makes sense, especially if grad school is what you mm-hmm. want to do. And like everybody's kind of given me gripe about not everybody. My family and friends support me going to this new job. Mm-hmm. Um. It's not it's not a complete lateral move. It's a little bit better as far as in pay. Yeah, you've, you've yeah, you've explained to me and it but, sounds like a good situation. But as far as the job and the description of the job yeah. and the responsibilities of the job are way more than what I was doing at RNL. Yeah. At RNL I'm just driving a forklift. At this new job I don't drive a forklift at all. So that's a plus. Yeah. But it's also just me being Having a resume building, it's mm-hmm. a step upward, yeah. and it's a chance for me to. It's graveyard, which sucks and kills me, but it leaves time for me to try for other things. But it also mm, kind of polishes up my resume a for little sure. bit. For sure, yeah. And I think that obviously you're doing something right. And I need to look at your resume and kind of just copy it because everyone keeps calling you back. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, you're welcome to look at it. For sure. I just um. It was I. It was asking about like culture and everything. Like mm-hmm. wh- what, what, like how have you worked? A lot of the supplemental questions right. was, and I, I took a lot of the advice that you've given me mm-hmm. about long form explanations right. and just keep writing and yes. stuff like that, and how to how to tweak certain things that I've done to yes. match that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I think that really helped me get a call back on mm-hmm. this particular one. But when I went in there, there was like there was at least um, a dozen, if not more, other people out like taking that group mm-hmm. skills thing. So. I think they had quite a few people they were already thinking right, about right. anyway, but I should have gone. Well, I, and really then sh- I really should have. Yeah, and then I, I'm thinking about you interviewing there, and then they say they call you back and they offer you the job. Even if you decline it, at least you know that you did a good job selling yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're like, I went in there, and I tried, and I crushed it. Mm-hmm. So now I knew I know what questions people are asking but also how to answer them well enough and then you prepare yourself yeah i i will probably look back and realize that this was a mistake no no i I don't think it was a mistake not taking it yeah no no in the future mistake of not going to the (laughs) of not going to the interview but i mean i just was so nervous about it and when (laughs) i decided when i sent when i sent the email to the person ahead of time letting them know that you know thank you for the opportunity and Uh um and yeah, and everything, and I just felt such a relief. Mm-hmm. I don't know. For sure, it just was. Dude, you got to go I with was, your gut. I was so nervous about right. it, and I don't. I don't know. Just something told me that this is not something I right. want. I want to do. Right. So, um, hopefully that just wasn't my anxiety. You know. Yeah. Making that yeah. decision, it was really like it was made in lot in logic mm-hmm. mind mm-hmm. instead of emotion mind. But, um, yeah, that's that was that's been my week. Yeah. Uh, just getting ready for the beach. I spent a lot of time with the dog because he is so rambunctious right now. Is I'm he? At, I'm at the dog park what, twice, is he a teenager twice now? a day. <laughs> yeah, he's the best though. Yeah, dude. Um, uh, 
Where are you guys going to the beach? Uh, we're going to Seaside. Who, um, who's going? Well, it's uh, just me and Kylie and Tucker. Oh, but, fun. Um, we're uh, we're staying at uh, in in Seaside in a, in mm-hmm. a hotel. Um, Kylie's um, Kylie's credit union that she works mm-hmm, for. Mm-hmm. They every two years they do a manager's retreat. Oh, I think so you, I remember you telling. Yeah, me Yeah, we about went this. two years yeah. ago, and they 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 get us. They pay for everything. That's awesome. And they're getting us like they get like the really nice like. Uh, uh, it, the the hotel is right on, oh, on the wow. main boardwalk yeah, of Seaside, yeah. and it's like you get the the, the ocean view rooms mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So it's this is a this is a really nice trip. That's so gonna be awesome. Looking, really looking forward to Especially it. Especially with Tucker. Yeah. Have you guys been out there with Tucker? At I've all? been to the. Be- we took Tuck to the beach back in June, uh-huh. and he was still pretty young. We couldn't let him off the leash, but we've been working with oh, him okay. on listening okay. and off leash stuff. So. Mm-hmm. We're gonna try it. We'll right. see how he does. There's, there's gonna be a lot of distraction. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. But that'll be cool. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun. It's supposed to be nice too. I yeah, uh, Saturday's supposed to be rain in the morning, oh, okay. but then clear up. Yeah, I looked so. at the forecast. It's supposed to be 80s again. Here. Here? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> thought we were over that. Yeah. Um. Well, that was a fun little chat. Yeah. Um. So you text me. You kind of took the lead just because I've been dealing with this car crap, which mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Um. We're going to talk about movies again. I don't know why we're on this theme <laughs> of movies, but... um. I kind of want, you asked me to make a list, and you've made a list, and I want to get into those lists. But first, I want to talk about a movie that both both Matt and I have seen, both Matt and I really enjoyed, and we've talked to you about watching it. For years, you have bugged me about watching For this For years. Um, it's a comic book film. It's uh, The Watchmen, and Matt and I have, I love it. I absolutely love that film, and... Um, I don't know. Oh, I was at work. It was at 2 a.m. I was getting ready for work, and I get a text from you. I'm going to read it (laughs) 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 because it's so good. Um, Okay, at um, 1.56 a.m., you text me. I had just finished the movie. (laughs) I just stayed up all night to finish The Watchmen. Fuck that movie. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, it's so good. And you said, I disagree. Rorschach was the only good character, literally. And I said, get the F out. (laughs) And you said, the concept is absolutely amazing. I hate it because I think it hits way too close to the reality of humanity. And I said, that's why I love it. Mm-hmm. And since then, you were like, okay, that movie was awesome. It's so good. It's so good because I started instantly, I started going and re- researching like uh-huh. the backstory to the comic book mm-hmm. and the Minutemen who were the precursor mm-hmm. to the Watchmen. Mm-hmm. And it was so good because, one, it, it, it pokes fun at the altruistic nature of um, of superheroes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it shows that these guys have different philosophies on what is the best way to protect humanity. Right. And what is like in the, how to be watch like to be watchmen. Right. And in the watchmen, you have five superheroes mm-hmm. that all have their inner demons. And those play out, I think so much better than how Marvel and DC have done. I hate the you back, so much. The backstories. <laughs> I know it's so <laughs> good. I know. So good. And at the end, you realize like those five, the uh-huh. five watchmen mm-hmm. all are symbols for five different ways of looking at the world mm-hmm. and looking at like, especially like y- you realize like um, what uh, the guy spoilers on Andre. Are we talking spoilers? No, we won't okay. talk, we won't talk okay. spoilers, but cool. I think I can say this. Yes. Okay. He views the world in a very realist 
way mm-hmm. um, that there needs to be control. And it's almost right. like um, Dr. Manhattan almost becomes a deity mm-hmm. to which the people fear enough, then that keeps them in line. Right. Like, and they how they end up going along with the, pl- with the end plot mm-hmm. and everything mm-hmm. like that. And you just expect to... I just kept waiting for something to reverse time in mm-hmm. the... In for all the end hunky dory, yeah, but it doesn't. It doesn't. But it's gl- it's good that it doesn't, right? Because I think it brings up some really good, f- like, fundamental questions mm-hmm. about a human, about humanity, mm-hmm. about if there's a human nature or whatnot's human nature, right? Because like, Doctor Manhattan says, like, there's one thing I can't fix, and that's human nature, right? Like, I don't know if there's a, a legit human nature, but there is, like, there is like almost a universal behavior and to certain to certain things Mm -hmm. and like getting into like the anarchy of international relations like you can just see a lot of this stuff play out within these five characters Mm -hmm. um and i just i really like gravitated towards rorschach Mm -hmm. in in a specific in a way because he's so principled i love when he said as he's walking out of that anarchic bunker Mm -hmm. and he says you know, pr- uh, principles, even in the face of apocalypse. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, like, that's so good. Like, that's how <laughs> I see myself. Right. right. Like, I just want to be. But really, I would probably be more of a night owl mm-hmm. who didn't like the outcome and didn't like when he like he yells and is like, you mutilated humanity. Yes. Um, but oh. understands that it was a necessary evil. Right. So it's like, man, I want to be that person for sure. who was like who will die for his principles. But at the right. same time, like I'm probably more of a night owl. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but just such a good movie. Plus, they preface it with like the what are they called? Um, the heroes before them. The Minutemen. The Minutemen. And you have the comedian and then you have uh, I can't remember the woman's name. Uh, the Silk Spectre. There you go. And just the dynamic between those two. But but the comedian who just, he's so dark. Mm-hmm. He's so dark. But again, it challenges that idea of like the, the these heroes being all good. Yeah. And you see him and he's human. Mm-hmm. But also the dynamic with the um, kind of the villain, the villain who's dying of cancer. Yes. And just the realis- the realism with that. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. So why why did you say F that <laughs> immediately after? Because I wanted I, I I wanted it to end in a typical like happy, happy way. Yeah. And it didn't. Yeah. And so my first reaction was like, really? I watched this was a long movie, by the way. <laughs> One of the longest I've seen in recent yeah. memory. Like yeah. it's a long, drawn out movie. Right. And it just kind of ends with the the one character I gravitated to the most. Mm-hmm. Like well, I won't won't spoil it. Yeah. But it doesn't end in a particularly good right. way. Right. And you're just like, man, that right. like F that movie. Like yeah. I hate thinking about humanity as as kind of in a in a dark right. manner. But we can add that to the list of movies that make us think. Gosh, yeah. <laughs> I sh- I mean I hadn't watched that prior to Prior right, to that right, list, yeah. that would definitely be on my it's list so going good. forward. It, it, if you haven't seen The Watchmen, go watch that movie. See, it's that makes so, me feel good. So good. Because when I gave you that, when when you sent me that text that you didn't, you weren't, you weren't happy with it. I was like, crap. He's never gonna watch anything I suggest anymore. Mm-hmm. But now you like yeah, it. No, so I didn't. Maybe and then, like in the to... in the minute, I love how they incorporated the Minutemen. They don't do it particularly great, and mm-hmm. the, they're just they're cut for time in the right. movie. Because it's already super long, right? But like that whole intro, um, where it shows the Minutemen and like how some of them ended up like perishing, right? Like the one, like the two that were the most altruistic mm-hmm. end up getting killed by the people they're trying to protect, right? Like Silhouette mm-hmm. is killed for being a lesbian, right? And only because she was a lesbian, she was kicked out of the Minutemen because of her, right. Like her sexual orientation, right? And it's like in in the lore is like Silhouette was the 
even like Mothman, the guy who was thrown in, um, who gets thrown into a, uh, uh, Saint Asylum, Saint right. Asylum, like all of them were like he was saying, like Silhouette is the only person who knows who what she's fighting for, right? Because like the the Silk Spectre, who was one of the most who's propped up as like the sex symbol mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff, was at the face of the Minutemen, right? Um, was really into just for advertising, right? And because she was a she was a she was a movie star or something mm-hmm, beforehand, mm-hmm. and it it's just it's it's such a good job at getting a undercutting that cliche superhero trope, right? And but also kind of getting deeper into human nature sure. by juxtaposing these different viewpoints, right? Through this, through the manifestation, you're of making me want to watch it again. That's so good, <laughs> but also so good. the the whole just like the the just the linear story of Rorschach trying to solve the mystery of what's happening. Mm-hmm. That's so good, yeah. Because there's a twist at the end, and it's just the way it, you're just following these characters and seeing like, and of course, I mean, just you have the the flashbacks to Vietnam and like, I think it's a timepiece, isn't it? Isn't it like the 80s? Uh, it's in the 80s. Yeah. yeah. So it's so it's on a, it's it it takes place on an alternate um, time on a, in an alternate America where Nixon isn't impeached. Oh, and con- that's right. And continues to win re-election mm-hmm. because he's a super popular guy. Because not only that, but he got Doctor Manhattan to help him right. win Vietnam. So he's insanely popular. Mm-hmm. And love um, that. And so he, but so you got Tricky Dick and all of his. Yeah. Like, He's still a bad person, right. but none of that came out because he used the superheroes the under he used the Watchmen to right. cover up um, the uh, to cover up Watergate scandal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that never gets out. Right. He wins Vietnam. He's this national national hero. Yeah, but he's really like this still bad guy. Yeah, super sketchy. Yeah. Oh, so good. I'll have to watch it. Yeah, man. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm gonna have to. Like I said, I still haven't made that list, but I want to make a list of movies you gotta watch. Yeah. So I'm glad you watched that one. So I think that I think that segues a little bit into our kind of our fluff piece yeah. for today. Um, I I was like, this would be a fun game to play. Okay. Is I texted Jeff and I said, let's if you had to come up with a like a special forces team of action movie action movie or TV show characters, and you had to come up with a list of five to be on your on your special on your special forces team to go take out. Kim Jong Un in North Korea, <laughs> like who would be your five people that you would that you would go with? Do you want to do this back and forth, or just give our list straight up and just go? You give your five, I'll give my five. How do you want to do that? Um, you give me one, and then I'll give you one. Okay. Okay. So my first one is uh, Bob Lee Swagger, which is Mark Wahlberg's character in the Shooter. I never saw that in Shooter. Okay, you okay. haven't seen that one. No. All right. You is it good? Sh- it's a good movie. You should okay. watch it. Okay. Wait, maybe I did a really long time ago though. It's the one where he's like a Navy, he's a marine sniper and um he gets he gets brought in to help because they think that there's a, a sniper going to be trying to kill the president. Okay. So they bring him in as like a ballistics expert to right. like say like we think it's going to happen here. So he basically sets up the shot without knowing it and they end up assassinating like the president from some African country uh-huh. and so he's blamed for the assassination because he knew like oh. they're able to pin it on him. I think it was okay. on like in the background some at some okay. time. It's when a I good movie. It. It's worth watching. I'll check it out. Yep. Um, so my first one um, is Ethan Hunt. Ethan Hunt. Who's that? Mission Impossible. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, I not d- because I don't really watch Mission. Not Impossible. because he's particularly skilled, but he's probably the luckiest person. <laughs> so if you're gonna gonna go into a mission, an impossible mission, then, yeah, take Ethan Hunt. 
because uh, somehow he just gets through everything. Well, that makes 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 sense. Unscathed. All right. So my second one here is uh, Arthur Bishop, which is J- Jason Statham's uh, character from the movie The Mechanic. Mm, I think I haven't seen that in a really long time. Yeah, but basically, Jason Statham in any role. Right. <laughs> for sure. So the parameter of this is that you can have, and if you want to play along at home while you're listening to this. The, the, the rules of this, I should have gone over before, right. um, is that you can have as many Chuck Norris's or Arnold Schwarzenegger's as you want. They just have to be different characters. Right. So you could have uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger from Predator, and you can have Arnold Schwarzenegger from uh, Commando. Okay. Commandos. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Or, yeah, you can, have mul- you can have a list of five Chuck Norris's. They just have to be different. We're not going to have any of the same. No. <laughs> 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 All um, right, so who's your second? My second. So I have a lot of names here. Um, but my my top five I'll give you, and then I have honorable mentions. Okay. So second was Jason Bourne. Jason, okay, that yeah. makes yeah, Bourne identity. Yeah, that that makes sense. The only concern is he's obviously got some mental things he's trying to handle and, and work through. Mm-hmm. Um, but if he can keep it straight with Ethan Hunt, the luck on his side, maybe they could they could complete the yeah, mission. Yeah, makes sense. <laughs> I think you probably only need those two and then get it done. I got two more. All right. Um, you got you you only have two more. You should have three more. That was only your second. Oh, well, you'll see when I get to okay, it. Okay, sounds good. Um, I have, this one's kind of off the wall, but uh, Eames, who is Tom Hardy's character in Inception. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Why? I th- I just think he was kind of like, he was he was their, he was their gunman in that, and his character right. is like super badass, like on the snowmobiles, and he takes on that whole convoy on this yeah. one snowmobile. He's pretty badass, dude. Um, Plus, I wanted a Tom Hardy in some fashion uh-huh. on my list, and that was the most badassery Tom Hardy that that I could come up with. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, hold on. I'll give you. I'll give you. Oh crap! I'm trying to think of this movie now, and it's it's gonna bother me if I don't find out what it is because I think that that character is probably one of the best. Um, okay. Yeah. So. Uh, Jack Reacher. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that's another Tom Cruise mention. But, uh, oh, my mouth was away. Just Jack Reacher, in case you didn't hear. Jack Reacher. <laughs> um, yeah. Jack Reacher is my choice. Yeah. Um, he's just a, a badass. Yeah. 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 I've seen those movies. Yeah. He is a badass. The, and uh, I, one, one, one that I didn't put on my list, not even honorable mention, was, uh, I don't know the character's name, but, um, uh, oh, crap. Um I sound like an idiot right now. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. I'll I'll give my fourth Kay. while you're work looking that up. Denzel Washington. Denzel in the Equalizer. Equalizer. Yes. That's a good movie. Yeah. Yes. I where he doesn't kill a single person with a gun in that entire movie. Right. He's not I don't he's not on my list, but that, that character, he's kind of a badass. Mm-hmm. He gets his way. Uh Robert McCall is his name. So Okay. He's not on my list, but I, that's one that's action hero that I think kind of gets overlooked those i haven't seen the second one but the first one is so good i've only seen the first yeah yeah all right um so chris schillerless um <laughs> this is this is this one goes a little back to okay. the late 80s 90s okay That's val kilmer's um oh. val kilmer's character in the movie heat never saw it you ever seen that no okay, that's such a good is, is it a good yeah, one yeah he's he's my he's my bad guy okay on my list okay um but he, in terms of just absolute badassery mm-hmm. on um in a movie right heat the bank robbery scene where he's like shooting between the cars and stuff uh-huh. it's it's a good movie i'll have yeah, to you watch, watch that. Heat. um i told jen that you you sent this proposal for mm-hmm. this this list and she was like uh what is that movie with um uh sylvester stallone and all the old action heroes 
Oh, Expendables. Yeah, she's yeah. like pretty much everybody in the Expendables. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you yeah, could say much. that. Yeah. Um, I mean, you could pick Expendables characters. There, yeah, 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 for sure. So, um, Ethan Hunt, Jason Bourne, Jack Reacher, and then my last one, which is my fourth one, is Kay. technically two people. Okay. And it's the Boondock Saints. Ah, uh, see, I put I, on my original list. Yeah. I put. Um, uh, Sean Patrick Flannery's character, oh, but okay. I left on Nor- I left out Norman Reedus's character because mm. I only had room for one of them. Right, but it makes sense going both of them. Right, so that's my four and five. Okay, yeah, so Boondock Saints, great um, movie. Yeah, have you seen the second one? Yeah, not as good. F- no, it's not as good, but I love it. I just love those characters. Yeah, and but the first one's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It's so good. It's really good. I love um, even. Uh, William Defoe's character oh, in the first one. I love William Defoe, man, there so was much. A firefight. Yeah, he's so good. Yeah. The reenacting. Um, do you have one more? My last one is uh, Alejandro, uh, which is Benicio del Toro's uh, character in uh, Sicario. Sicario's so good. It's such a good. Have you movie. seen the second one? I haven't yet. Me neither. But I the first one is so Dude, good. You don't stop, like sitting on the edge of your seat. Yeah. You keep waiting for something bad to happen. Yeah. Because it sets the tone so early in that movie. Right. Oof. Super sketchy. Very good movie. Yeah. Uh, my honorable mentions are Bond. Okay. And then when I think of Bond, I think of Gary Eggsy Unwin from Kingsman. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see Kingsman? Mm, I've seen the first one. Okay. Yeah. I just love, I loved that movie because it felt like, like a new revamped James Bond. Mm-hmm. Um, the last James Bond wasn't <laughs> too great. He didn't. Unfortunately, Daniel Craig looks tired. Yeah. in that role, yeah, and he mailed it in on that yeah. one. Yeah, and it just it just wasn't like a suspenseful story. It didn't wasn't like the mystery. Um, and even as cheesy as Kingsman is, mm-hmm. it I wanted to know what was going For on sure. the whole I, time. I will say this though: the Bond girl trope had gotten kind of um, boring. Mm-hmm. Like, but I thought that this was like a legit, actually a legit love interest. Right. The first right. one he'd had since, like, so Eva Green was really good in mm-hmm. Casino Royale, mm-hmm. but I thought the his girl, the the female counterpart mm-hmm. to him, his love interest was actually a really good actress. And right. I thought the story actually did pretty well mm-hmm. in this most recent one. That was probably the only redeeming quality about right. this last movie. But so those are my two. Those um, are your two honorable mentions. Okay. Yeah. I didn't have any honorable mentions, but <laughs> 007 would be probably on there and i would go with daniel craig just because i think he's more of a true action hero than like right. pierce brosnan oh for sure yeah um i will say that uh javier bardem mm-hmm. bardem or whatever yeah um in uh what is which one is he in in skyfall yes he's awesome in he that is movie. very good yeah. i really like him and i when i knew he was going to be the villain i loved it mm-hmm. um i was a little bummed out by christoph waltz Obviously, like we talked about Spectre, they kind of mailed it in for Mm -hmm. that movie because he's such a good actor and I was excited to see him play the villain and it was just kind of meh. Well, he wasn't a great super villain. Right. He was just, he was a smart guy. Right, right. Set up some cool tech stuff. Right. It just wasn't. Yeah, for sure. Uh, You should watch the Mission Impossibles. Okay. Because the the most recent ones from Mission Impossible 3 to the the newest Mm -hmm. one. They all kind of connect. Do they? Yeah. Okay. So if you're going to watch any, watch those mm-hmm. because they, they have a pretty good story going throughout them. Right. Um, so then you had another proposal for our list to kind of take away from just these normal hero guys. Yeah. So um, I was going to add a, a extra. So now our our team is bogged down and we need we need some actual superheroes okay. to come in and, and, uh, and break through to get us to Kim Jong-un. <laughs> and so if you had to bring in five superheroes and there's a then a sixth spot for a transformer, 
Okay. This can cross universes, so you can do Marvel right. or DC. There's right. no there is no uh, restriction when it comes to that. So this is just your top five superheroes to assist your group of non five mm-hmm. superheroes in your in our quest to eliminate Kim Jong Un. So I didn't pick a transformer. I'm just you did not pick a transformer because no. I don't think I'd. I think it'd be too. I don't know. I do have a uh, an ace up my sleeve, but it's not a transformer. Okay. Okay. All right. Because that's what the the transformer kind of is. Is like if it's going bananas, you got to bring in. You got to bring in the big guns. Right. Okay. Right. So, so I do have one. All but right. I, so I started first on the non superheroes. So you go first in the superheroes. Uh, Batman, of course. That's your favorite. <laughs> I, f- I knew that was going to be on your list. Of course. If we're going in there and we're trying to, I mean, if it's a covert op, if we have to be mm-hmm. sneaky, you got to go with Batman. Yeah. 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 Uh, my first one in, this is going to, oh, this is going to sound lame just because we were talking about Watchmen, okay. but I'm putting Rorschach oh on, my, gosh. on my, on my list. Oh, now you, now just you're about d- that movie. Yeah. Well, okay. So I figured like <laughs> I, I, I need, I don't want, Okay. I could just go with all of the most OP, like Superman. Oh, um, I thought that like, too. But I'm like, I want to try to get the most human-like okay. of the um, of the superheroes. Right. I guess. Why? I don't know. I just felt like it was more in spirit of, <laughs> okay. of, of what I was thinking about in my mind. But I, I really like uh, Rorschach. Um, For sure. He's a super, in terms of just being able to just, how he gets himself out of that jail cell in that movie. Yeah. What a big guy's the guy's awesome. <laughs> and okay. plus his mask. How intimidating is that? I love it. Um, so the second one I have, I, w- I kind of hesitated because of his. I don't know. Daredevil. OK. Yeah. I f- feel like Daredevil also does a lot of kind of sneaky in the shadows kind of movement, mm-hmm. but also his ability to see through hearing, I think would be helpful. Okay. In any yeah, situation. For sure. I just realized how freaking nerdy we sound. <laughs> 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 oh, God. Okay. All right. So my second one is uh, Green Arrow from DC. Okay. That's a good choice. Mm-hmm. I like that choice. Yeah. He's been in all sorts of different uh, environments. He yeah. Knows how to, he, knows, he knows East East Asia. Yeah. Because um, that's where he got oh, his okay. training. We're specifically like just that. going to East Asia. Yeah. Well, we're taking out Kim Jong Un, so I, I need I need a spe- I need a for specialist sure, in the for region. sure. Yeah, he's a badass. I I agree with that one. I like that choice a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, again, kind of going with working in the shadows. I chose um Black Widow. Okay. Yeah. Black Widow is also on my list. Is she? Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. Good choice. Why'd you pick her? Um, just her uh weapons expertise mm-hmm. and her ability to you know to do espionage yes yeah and her ability to get information from mm-hmm. people is super super good yeah um i think I, she, I, th- I just think she would pair really well um because she's not really like that super principled like right like rorschach would be right or green arrow who are like really principled like we're going. We're going to. Um. We'll. We'll handcuff ourselves mm-hmm. to maintain our principle. Like maintain like our worldview. Right. Uh. Whereas Black Ro- Widow is more of a get it done. I, so I think she counterbalances sure. my my list okay. really well. Um. I just picked. Uh. My fourth one is a pick for. I think that kind of completes. You kind of have these big heads of of Batman, Daredevil, and um, Black Widow. Um. And the fourth is kind of a sidekick. 
Okay. But he is his, he is his own, but it's Nightwing. Nightwing. Nightwing is Dick Grayson, who is the original Robin. Okay. So after he gets older, he becomes his own vigilante and is is his own character. Okay. But he's trained under Batman for decades. Sure. So to choose him, I think that I mean you gotta have if you're gonna go Batman, you gotta have Robin with mm-hmm. him. It's not Robin, it's Nightwing. Nightwing's a badass. Okay. Plus his costume's awesome. For sure. So I picked him. All right, that's a good list. Um, Iron Man would be my next one. Okay, is that four? That's that would be my fourth. Okay, Iron Man. I thought about Iron Man, but he's just too. I, this is I sound so so nerdy, dude. Ah, don't worry about <laughs> I it. I just think about his his just his um his kind of his kind of a narcissist mm-hmm. and kind of like let me handle it yeah. kind of attitude for sure. And if we're gonna go and try to do some big mission, I need teamwork mm-hmm. um and so i did think about him but then i kind of hesitated and i yeah. didn't put him i down. need a t- i need a tech expert and nobody knows oh, okay tech good call like tony stark i got batman bro yeah you do have <laughs> Batman. um i was also i wanted to do two at least to have a split between dc and marvel so right i, I wanted to have i didn't want to have all dc or all marvel yeah i have two dc and two marvel that's yeah. interesting i have two dc two marvel and then Watchmen, which is technically dc but it's yeah. on its own right what, did you pick a fifth? I did a fifth, which is Wonder Woman. Oh, good call. I needed I need the trump card. Yeah, because because I mean she's got you know she that's has the big like guns. supernatural right. powers. That's so your big guns. That's the big guns. Okay, my big guns is the Hulk. The Hulk. Okay. Yeah, because he is smart. He's super smart, and I think that he would be helpful as Bruce. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you haven't seen the freaking any of the Avengers, but the theme recurring throughout all of the films is we have a Hulk. Yeah. So, like, when it hits the fan, we have a Hulk. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that if it goes down, we'll have a Hulk. For sure. Um, so, yeah, that's my list. Did you have a Transformer? My Transformer is Bumblebee. Oh, gosh. You're such a dork, dude. <laughs> of course it's Bumblebee. I, I'm probably the only person in the world who's looking forward to that standalone Bumblebee movie. It, it, I, I am okay with it because uh, Michael Bay isn't directing it. Yeah. Which He's means it's annoying. probably which is probably it's gonna mean which probably means it's gonna be good. Yeah, it'll be decent for sure. Um, Did you see the last Transformers? The I, the very no, last one. No. It is the biggest pile of garbage <laughs> you could ever watch. Is it? It is so bad. Um, it had there's like this half hour side like kind of it it's not really attached to the where the humans feel for like a half hour that they need to um get they need to recruit megatron mm-hmm. in in the um uh in the decepticons but then so they go and then they get the decepticons go on their first mission and yeah. then it's over like there's no more mention of the decepticons working with the humans and it's just decepticons are back to being bad but they do this whole like recruiting thing like hmm. oh we're going to he's like they're like oh uh um, like who do you want like what decepticons that are in human prison do you need out and so right. they have like this stupid like recruit like you know you know how movies do this where like they show and they'll it'll tell you what what the person's name is and then they'll show like them in prison right 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 yeah it, it just was so bad it's just not done well it's not done well at hmm, all is that mark Wahlberg and stuff mm-hmm. yeah i'll have yeah. to watch it the first i like one, watching bad movies the first the first one with mark Wahlberg oh. wasn't 
too terrible. Right. Too terrible. This one is just a train wreck. The first Transformers, which sucks because um, Anthony Hopkins is one of my favorite actors. Yeah. And yeah. He's wasted in this movie. Is he? Yeah. Yeah. The first Transformers, the first one. Yeah. Is the one movie that I've seen the most times in theater. Really? I saw it seven times. Wow. Yeah. Well, you liked it that much. I really, really enjoyed that first mm-hmm. one. It was good. I don't think I've watched it in years, mm-hmm. but that first one I really, really enjoyed. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I think that's it. That's about it. On my list. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, hopefully you guys enjoyed that and play along at home. Yeah. Um, I know I had a lot of fun writing this up at work last night because <laughs> I was bugging everybody that I worked with to come up with their own lists. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm sure some of the guys who, were lis- who I work with who right. were listening – well, they'll just get it. They'll just get a little bit more of it. Yeah. <laughs> if you're listening, so if you're listening, comment on Instagram for this week's episode. Your list, your top five. Yeah, love, five. we'd love to hear it. Yeah, for sure. Um, so you sent me an interesting topic to talk about today. One that you, I think, are well versed in. Um, and I, I read the article you sent me. I didn't read From the, the Seattle actual. Times. Yeah, I yeah. didn't read the actual proposal. But mm-hmm. tell me a little bit what your thoughts are. Okay, so. Um, for those of you who know me and I've m- and those of you who don't have heard me mention that I work at a gun counter. I'm, I'm an avid hunter. I've grown up around firearms. Right. Um, so I've tried to um, – I have a lot of friends who have very strong opinions about gun laws. Mm-hmm. Um, I've tried to avoid talking about gun laws and gun ownership on this podcast. Um, but now with this bill that's coming up, that's going to be on the ballot here in the state of Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I need to, I was, I still wasn't going to talk about it. And then I saw something that just really disturbed, really disturbed me. And I felt like there is so much dif- disinformation out there Oh yeah, that we need, that I just need. I feel like in any way, sh- shape or form, if I can do any sort of good by giving wh- how my knowledge, sharing right. my knowledge about current gun laws, um, and how they relate to this particular bill, I, I would like to. I would like to do that. So right. that's what we're well, going to be starting. And from. one thing that we we try to do, and I really appreciated the last episode where we kind of looked at Harris's tweet mm-hmm. because that's, you know, we may come off sometime as anti, which is interesting, but like kind of crapping on the current administration, um, but also holding others' feet to the fire when they're manipulating. Yes. facts mm-hmm. um and i think that this might just be a continuation of that it's just calling out kind of misinformation that's being spread yes which i think is important yeah i, th- I think it regardless is. I, I th- of the stance I, yeah you need to call out the wrong information that's being spread For sure like in in i'll just like i'll be up front with my personal beliefs about this bill mm-hmm. it's not a bill i would vote for okay but the the scare tactics and mm-hmm. the fear mongering mm-hmm. that is being put out right. by certain pro gun like lobbies or pro gun groups about this bill pro gun pro gun okay. yeah I'm um, maybe taking a stance that's maybe not I, I I will call out the bill in areas where I think it's it's ludicrous right, and it's right. overstepping mm-hmm. but I think some of the stuff that I'm seeing is also troubling because it's there's it, everybody goes to they're going to take like the the go to argument mm-hmm. for not voting on anything gun related right. is that you know all you got to say is they're coming for your guns right this is just a this is a slippery slope it's for always sure. a slippery slope argument they're going to come th- if this is passed this is a 
this is the first step on the road to registration, which right. is registration is on the road to confiscation. You and I have had long conversations about, about this, this too. Yeah, yeah, you and I, you, me, and Matt have stood around and talked about this quite some time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, so the bill is is uh, is Initiative sixteen thirty nine. Okay, and um, there's quite a few components to it. Right, it's gonna it's going to change. Um, it's going to add to certain laws, and it's going to change certain wordings, and okay. it's also going to add some new components to Washington State's gun ownership. Okay. Um, some of the big, uh, the big changes is that it would, um, you already can't purchase. So you already can't purchase a handgun mm-hmm. in, in, in the United States. Doesn't matter what state you're in until you're 21. Right. You can possess a handgun under 21, but you cannot. Pr- you can't be the one to purchase it. How does that work? So, say I'm you know nineteen twenty, mm-hmm. and I'm going out in the woods and I'm hunting, and I want to rev- I want a revolver or a handgun for for personal protection, for either sure. from twe- tweak- tweakers in the woods or cougars, as we know, like <laughs> there's cougars in the woods, there's yeah. bears in the woods. I need a sidearm for sure. That's better to use for close quarters self-defense. Right. Gotcha. So my dad has a revolver at the home, and mm-hmm. he's like, "I'm hey dad, I'm going in the woods by myself. I'm totally legal." at 19 to go, you know, or 18 or even right. like I was hunting by myself when I was 16. Right. To go out and, and I can possess a handgun under 21 mm-hmm. as long as I'm in that act of of hunting, hunting. or fishing. Okay. Gotcha. So I can you can legally possess it, you just can't purchase it until Kay. you're 21. What this new lo- what uh, initiative 1639 will do is it will now make what they what they uh just what is defined as an assault semi-automatic assault rifle. Mm-hmm. Um. As now, you can't purchase that until you're 21. Right. So that 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 gets a lot of people up in up in arms. Um, because now that that's saying because often the AR-15 yeah. rifle, the AK-47, in similar firearms, are is constantly that's what the media describes as an assault rifle. For sure. What Washington, what this bill 1639 does, which is troubling to me, mm-hmm. is that. They have a the broadest definition yeah. of what a semi-automatic assault rifle is mm-hmm. um, n- that I've seen in any like in any bill or any proposal that has been made um, that's been gotten national like um, attention. Right. So basically, what they're what they're defining as a semi-automatic assault rifle mm-hmm. is any rifle that shoots a single projectile through a rifled bore that uses the force of that recoil mm-hmm. to to uh to function it mm-hmm. basically anything that's semi-automatic right whereas in past in other bills um the assault weapons ban that was passed in 1994 mm-hmm. that that um had a 10-year sun- sunset clause that wasn't picked up by the bush administration so it, it lapsed um other uh proposals both at the federal uh, federal level and the state level have gone to not just it's not just a blanket semi-automatic rifle right that would be determined as assault rifle it has certain characteristics like a pistol grip a retracting stock mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um a, a, a barrel shroud stuff stuff like that mm-hmm. um the 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 ability to accept a 30 round mag you know, high capacity magazine um s- there are a lot of hunting rifles there's a lot of recreational right like training guns like right. the, the ruger 1022 which would all now become listed as a semi-automatic assault rifle mm-hmm. and now be subject to you can't a, as a person living mm-hmm. in the state of washington you cannot purchase that until you're 21 years old okay so that's that is one of the that's one of the big provisions of this right bill. the other provision of this bill um is a is a bill that is going to uh the part of the bill is going is has to deal with safe fire safe firearm storage okay 
So there's a lot of misnomers about this being spread around. Okay. Um, basically, what it what what it this boils down to sh- in short is that if you are um, if you if you have firearms in the home, and there is a reasonable chance that someone who is prohibited from getting access to the, from having access to firearms, from owning firearms, from using firearms, so felons, right, um, people who have who have been um, adjudicated and mentally adjudicated mentally defective mm-hmm. and have been have had their gun rights you know taken. Mm-hmm. Um, if they get a hold of that firearm, right, and they go and use it, mm-hmm. then you are you can be held liable up to a class class C felony. The owner, the owner of the okay. firearm. If there is, if it can be proven that you have a, that there was a reasonable chance that someone could get a hold of that. So basically, um, if you don't have your firearms locked up and you're li- and you have a roommate who's a felon and right. he gets a hold of your gun and goes out and shoots somebody, right. you can be held liable for not s- securing your firearm. Okay. Now, now that's that doesn't cover someone breaking into your home and taking your gun. Right. If there's if if there is no real um, chance of having that gun falling into somebody's hands, mm-hmm. like you have a family member that's always spending a time time at your time at your house, right? Then you're you're not going to be found liable for sure. So that's that's one of the um, there's like well, you're going to get sued if, if someone steals your gun and goes out and uses it. Like right. you're going to be sued for that. So or that's you're not covered. If someone steals your gun, yeah. No, it's not part. You'll it, still be they're, held. They're, no, you're not going to be held. Oh, liable. okay, okay. In the, in that bill, it says. Um, That's interesting. It says this uh, this uh, safe storage provision. Yeah. Does not um does not cover um old is is not subject to breaking and entering because hmm. there's no real because in I guess in according to this bill whoever right. wrote the bill they don't consider um someone the chance of someone breaking in mm-hmm. as a real possibility of your of, of your of, of negligence on the part of the owner okay. of the gun. Okay. Um we can get into whether someone should have to um should have to safely storage their store their firearms. Right. Um in here's the other th- another misnomer is that the safe gun storage requires that you have a safe. Mm-hmm. That's not it. And th- th- that's not right. that's not that's over the top, and that's not what this bill does. This okay. ba- this bill says safe storage could be as minimal mm-hmm. as having a trigger lock on the okay. firearm. Okay. So okay. I don't know, but there's a lot of fear mongering going on about that. We'll get into this particular uh, flyer that I picked up. Yeah. And I'll read some of the stuff that is just, um, it's so it's it relies so much on conjecture, and it's so slanted and biased mm-hmm. to to control a narrative to get people out to vote and really what this, what this, what this particular letter, we'll get to it. Right. Um, so those are, those are two of the, the, the some automatic thing, the safe storage. Um, there are some other things that are kind of more, a little more ancillary. So if you're going to purchase a handgun mm-hmm. or an assault, uh, some automatic assault rifle, right. which we've defined as any some automatic rifle mm-hmm. is going to be, um, you have to every five years take a gun, safety course that's that is that meets all the state requirements oh wow and you have to be able to prove that you've taken that course within five years if you want to purchase a pistol or a semi-automatic assault rifle Mm -hmm. in the state of washington Mm -hmm. and also to um it's anytime you want to buy one of those guns and you've you've met the minimum requirements right you have your card you've got your um you know valid driver's license Mm -hmm. you go and you fill out the background check you pass the background check you're now go- on top of Washington State sales tax on the gun. Yeah. You now have to pay a twenty-five dollar 
transfer fee um, to mm-hmm. the state of Washington to help what they say is supposed to go fund the Washington State mental health infrastructure. Mm. Is it also the owner's responsibility to pay for those courses every five years? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they'll be, they, they will be, um, I mean, it's even hun- like hunter safety, you can pay for a hunter safety course in right. the state because you have to be, in order to hunt in the state of Washington, you have to pass a hunter safety course. Oh, okay. Um, in some some places, like the American Legion, will do that for free. Mm-hmm. Um, this uh, this the uh, Department of Fish and Wildlife will do will hold those for free oh, generally, wow. um, or you can pay to have a private company. There's private companies that do it for like a forty dollar charge. Oh, okay. Um, so I it, I'm sure you'll you c- there are some ways you could do it for sure that would be free. Okay. Um, but there's also ways you can do it. It, it just dep- it's probably just going to end up depending. Yeah. Um. So that's kind of uh. That's that's kind of the 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 basis of what this bill right. is it right. is the, the big components of it mm-hmm. um so there's a, there's a lot of uh i hear a lot of people's like well they're going to classify everything in an assault weapon and they're going to come take them right like that's how this was when this was handed to me that's how this was prefaced where were like, you handed that little at my work at your work some guy brought in a whole handful of these uh-huh and wanted to set them on the counter uh-huh and they did uh-huh. and so I talked to my manager and I said, I have no problem with them passing, with somebody wanting to, with us as a store, right? passing out a flyer that says, hey, this is what this bill says. Right. You Information. Interp- you interpret it how you want to interpret it. And if you want to vote yes or no, you do so because, you know, you do so because you, you feel educated um, in the right way. Right. Like if you were to hand out or print out the actual proposal. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. So uh, here is um, I'm just going to read you bullet point the bullet points on this vote n- no on 1639. I'll po- I'll post a picture of this. I'll okay. take a picture of it and I'll post it on our social media, um, so you can see it. For sure. But it says um, initiative 1639 is the latest and most comprehensive attempt to restrict the rights of Washington's law-abiding citizens. That's how this thing starts. Oof. Um, bullet point one: lifetime waiver of health record privacy. Um, a HIPAA violation, Health Information Privacy Act. So mm-hmm. um, if somebody is, if they have, if the state has in the bill, and if the state, from my understanding of mm-hmm. reading it, if the state has reason to believe that you are mentally defective, right, and, and they're determining that in your background check mm-hmm. process, because also assault weapons are going to be subject to a 10-day waiting period mm-hmm. as part of this bill, whereas it's just handguns right now. Okay. Um they uh they can they can sequester um mental health records as as part of the background as part of this expanded background check process right so that's what this bullet point is okay yeah yeah talking about the violation Um, of hipaa yep criminalizes uh self-defense for anyone under 21 so this is this is this is complete conjecture right like this criminalizes self the only thing so there's nothing in this bill, I went through this. I wrote all thirty of these pages, and I went back and and scanned of the specifically proposal. of the proposal, right. trying to find anything that talks about self defense for under somebody under twenty one. Uh-huh. And the only thing that I can that that I can um, think of is that because if you're under twenty one, you can't purchase you can't purchase an assault weapon. Right. So they're assuming that because you can't uh, purchase a gun that can be used, they because you can't purchase these certain firearms, mm-hmm. you're criminal. And if somebody under 21 has these guns on on their person and they use them, mm-hmm. they're they're considered wrongfully they're, they're going to be considered wrongfully using them. Therefore, they're a criminal. 
if oh. they use it in a self-defense manner because they can't own these guns. Technically, so yeah. So if they have these guns and they use them, then it's going to be mm-hmm. they're criminalized. Right. I, I still don't quite know exactly what they meant by that, mm-hmm. but it sounds really good in a small little soundbite if you're for trying to sure. get people to vote no for this bill. All right. So it defines a small 22 training rifle an assault weapon. You know that it d- it does do it that. Does, it yeah. does do that. Yeah. But not all 22 training rifles. Right. There's bolt a- <laughs> there's, there's bolted. There's yeah. bolt action, there's lever action, there's single shot. Yes. Just the semi-automatic. Yeah, and is that a reach? We can have a conversation about For is sure. this a reach, but when you're cre- when you're creating a flyer, yeah. You don't have if you if you believe you're right, why why use these tricks? Right. To try to try to heighten the rhetoric. If you believe you're if right. You, if you believe you're right, right already, exactly. Just present the facts, and if you're and your facts are right out in the marketplace, people will gravitate toward, sure. towards you, towards your towards your argument. Well, and also, so this this flyer is going to be preaching to the choir. Yes. Especially if you leave it at a gun counter. Exactly. So if you provide the facts of the proposal, mm-hmm. and you believe that others who believe in gun rights are going to read that and disagree with that. Then you would just lay the facts out. Yeah. But to play these games, maybe it's to capture those who aren't a hundred percent one way or the other. Yes. By putting that your opinion. And also, if if you're afraid of apathetic voters, this yeah. is a way to get people to the. This is a way to get to scare people into mm-hmm. voting, um, where they may not be inclined to do so, if they think it's just. If it's not something that maybe affects them, if they're right. like, well, I don't own any assault rifles. Yeah, yeah. So if we go and tell somebody that if they have a small twenty two training rifle, it's going to be called an assault rifle. Oh, uh, for and sure. And that's going to scare, it's going to get them out to vote. For sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, so annual background checks for everyone who has ever purchased a firearm in, this, in Washington forever. <laughs> that's not in the bill. Forever. That's not in the bill. Really? It's not in the bill. Annual background checks. That's not even in the bill. No. Wow, that's not in the bill. Hmm. Um, if if and if it is, and I missed it, and you're listening to this, yeah. please send it to me. Yeah, because if that's the case, that's that's incredibly restrictive. Yeah, but from the actual bill, not from an article written about the bill. Yes. Yeah. Go to the bill. There's a PDF available. Just Google Washington State Initiative 1639. There's a PDF of the bill mm-hmm. in its entirety and all the changes that are being made. That they have the correct. Um, uh, they have the correct uh, line, you know, lines out and underlining of new information that's being put in. Mm-hmm. They're they, they're crossing out the old wordage and, and underlining the new wordage that's replacing the old wordage. So right. you can see everything that's being changed. You, okay. This is a really good PDF. Um, go and read that, and if you find it, please send it to me. For sure. But I didn't. I went through it multiple times. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't see it. Um, uh, requires a permit to purchase and possess firearms. Um. I'm guessing what they're meaning by that is that five year, every five years you have to um, do the training. You have to do that training. Okay. Um, but that's just for pistols and assault rifles. That's not right. that doesn't cons- that doesn't that doesn't uh, fold under your semi-automatic shotgun. Mm-hmm. Any of your shotguns. Right. Any of your hunting rifles that are bolt action. Mm-hmm. Um, and even um, so, yeah, I, I don't, I, yeah, I, that that is they're they're using a nugget of truth right. and expanding it way past its limits. For sure. Uh, to make that point, um, requires expensive training to purchase or possess firearms. Say that again. Requires f- expensive training to purchase or possess firearms. Oh, okay. We kind of addressed we, that. We addressed that yeah. a little bit. Um, $25 tax per gun to start. No limit set on the tax. Now, that 
that's false. It says in the bill, uh-huh. this is specifically in the bill, I, I will highlight it and I will show it to you. Yeah, yeah. It says that the, the tax, that $25 tax that, we, that right. I mentioned, it cannot exceed $25. Oh, it can okay. be up to $25, not to exceed oh, $25. interesting. And it also doesn't mention where the proposed tax money would be going to. And, and it says to fund the Washington State Mental Health. Right, in the bill, but yeah. they don't mention it there. No, they don't. <laughs> tax to st- uh, per gun to start. Now, that $25, they also don't specify in that bullet point that that's only on semi-automatic assault weapons and pistols. Okay. So yeah. every other gun is not going to be subject to the $25 right, tax. Right, right. It's only, those pist- only pistols and what they define as semi-automatic assault weapons. Right. Also, just... And just a thought. It's twenty five dollars. But on top of already eight and a half percent sales tax, you're yeah. buying you're buying a seven hundred dollar gun. Yeah, I mean that's just you're nic- you're getting a nickel and dime for sure. You're gonna. I mean, it really is. It's it's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, I I I don't agree with that. I mean, no, no, for or- sure. The state of Oregon has a ten dollar background check fee. Okay. So anytime you want to buy a gun in the state of Oregon, you pay ten dollars to the state. Okay. Um, Washington doesn't have that. Okay. Washington, but Washington has sales tax. So right. Oregon has a better deal because it's just ten bucks no matter what you're for buying. Sure. Whereas Washington, you're buying a thousand dollar gun, you're paying way more than ten bucks. Yeah. In tax, but for sure. anyway, um, makes firearm ownership an expensive privilege and no longer a civil right. Mm. Purchases lower in punishes lower income citizens. <laughs> what? Yeah. I, I I just I don't understand how you make this argument. Right. Makes firearm ownership an expensive privilege. Right. Okay, so you're you're paying a twenty five dollar tran- uh, transfer fee. For sure. I. D- I mean, guns I, I, are I, always kind of expensive. Yeah, they're I, expensive I, anyways. So why aren't we going after those who are charging X amount of dollars for the guns? Sure. I would say that There's that. Har- I'll say this though. There's yeah. hardly any markup in firearms. Very okay, little money but is actually still, they're expensive. They are expensive. And honestly, the reason I've never bought one is because they're expensive. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Um, but I just, I don't understand how this particular bill makes makes an expensive privilege. You still right. have the right to own firearms. For sure. Provided that you pass the, you provided you pass the background check. Right. Which has always been instituted. Right. And now they're, yes, they're have now you have, okay, so I guess... Yes, now you have to go out and, and take a class. Right. That can be time-consuming mm-hmm. and potentially 40, 50 bucks max if you were to take this class. Yeah. Um, in plus a $25 transfer fee. So, I mean, okay, you can see how that can maybe Start pile up. up. So, if yeah. you want to buy an, if somebody wants to go buy an AR-15, you're probably looking at at least an extra $75 to on, p- top, to of on top of the right. price of the gun. Okay. Um, does that punish... Um, low-income people i don't know i don't think so well i mean i guess if you're t- 75 dollars to someone who's low who is on a budget right is living on a budget living paycheck to sure. paycheck may not be able to afford that 75 dollar for sure i could see how they could argue that it's a privilege in that sense but like you said it's you still have the right to own it mm-hmm. i don't know it's the wording of this yeah yeah and that's what I'm getting at. Right. Like there's a lot of valid arguments For that sure. are being made against this bill. Uh-huh. But let's actually make some valid. Let's actually make some valid arguments and use our wording in a in a constructive way. Right. And not just ex- assume that I'm all we're all sheep. That just because I'm a gun owner and I believe in I believe in um, unrestrictive um, gun legislation uh-huh. that 
I'm just gonna oh I'm just gonna believe all of this and take it yeah. on its word. Like, well, there I'm sure there are a lot of people who will. There, were, <laughs> yeah, there are. Um, yeah. Okay, so last two. Um, if you if your firearm is stolen, it makes you a criminal. We've oh. I've already stated that to be false. Yeah, that's not true in the bill. It's just not fake news. It is. That's fake news. Wow, dude, um, that's ballsy. Does nothing to enhance security or safety. Okay. Uh, I disagree with that. Okay. Why? Yeah. Oh, why? Why do you? Why do you say that? Well, I mean, I think the whole the whole premise and the whole idea of this is, I don't know. I think it's guided by creating more safety in society. Yes. So I think generally, oh, broadly speaking about the bill, mm-hmm. I think that's the implications and that's what they're trying to do. Yeah. So to say that it doesn't make it safer, I don't know. I think that's opinion. It is opinion. Yeah. Um, and very. Uh, and I'm not saying that it doesn't absolutely make society yeah, safer because sure. it's not something we've tested. Definitely. I mean, it, it's it's almost it's 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 almost a um. That statement is 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 unprovable. Right. Right. And you just can't prove it. Yes. Like, so it, it's easy. It's nice and it's easy to say. Yeah. That for because sure. it's not provable. So if you believe it. You can just keep saying you can get just true. keep saying it because yeah. nobody's going to come out. Or you can cherry pick statistics or whatever right. you want to try to enhance your argument for or try sure. to make that as true as possible. But like this, okay, for the CDC, the play devil's advocate, kind of okay. the CDC did their did a um uh, did a, had a report come out mm-hmm. in the last like two weeks that said that um, gun gun violence in the United States is actually. At, at a at a low point mm-hmm. right now, uh, I think since like it's at the lowest point since like the mid nineteen nineties or something like that. Okay. So, um, you know that points to trends in the right way. And if you look at FBI statistics, gun the, the amount of gun deaths over the last um, ten fifteen years have decreased. Right. But the 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 instances of these high profile shootings mm-hmm. have gone up. Right. For sure. And. There are um, so what? What is there a correlation? Can you make a correlation? I don't. I'm not in a place to to try to make that argument. Right. But what is so? What is why are these instances of high profile murders happen? You know, happening where you know somebody goes into a, a sporting event or goes into a school and commits these atrocious acts. Mm-hmm. But why is it that you know one on one crime? with firearms has decreased right so like what what is it about the environment that's creating this is For it sure. is it just access to firearms are are you know guns are a tool but does the tool matter right right it, this, these are questions you have to ask we have to ask ourselves yeah i think the whole thing is super complex and super just layered um but i do see that there's a desire to try to find a way to to decrease those high profile large mass shootings yes um i I just looked up that uh the people who printed that flyer actually on my computer right here Mm -hmm. and it's a local gun shop yeah it is and which i think is interesting why are you guys holding flyers for another gun shop uh we use them as our transfer okay so there's a so one of the major pieces of gun legislation was Mm -hmm. passed in 1968 Mm -hmm. and it was Named the 1968 Gun Control Act. <laughs> oh, um, you told me about yeah. this. Okay, we've talked and about this. That is what brought about the background, like uh, not the background check system, but like filling out, actually having some sort of record when a gun is sold. Right. But 
one of the many provisions about the 1968 Gun Control Act is it is one of the most archaic um, rules that you can. So there there are arguments about does it make are there certain gun laws that make us safer or not make us safer? Yeah. Whatever. This particular provision is absolutely asinine. You can't. You can purchase a firearm in any state that you want, but you can't take. I, I mean, a handgun. You can purchase a handgun in any state that you want. Right. But you have to take possession of it in your home state. Right. So if a Washington resident wanted to come down to to Oregon mm-hmm. and purchase a handgun, it'd have to be shipped to an FFL, Federal Firearms License mm-hmm. Dealer, in Washington for them to go pick up. Okay. Because the company I work for mm-hmm. doesn't have any stores in Washington, right. we use a third party to accept our, our Washington right. transfers. Okay. Okay, that That's makes sense. That's what this company is. All right. But, yeah, I so um, I didn't like it when I saw it. Right. I'm like, I don't want to work at a gun counter that spreads this... I want a gun counter, yes, that I mean advocates for gun rights. For sure. That's fine. Yeah. But advocate, advocate it in a way that's not deconstructive. Yeah. Because this, this, there's so many non-starters and, like, misinf- and, mis- and honestly just misinformation. For sure. That it, li- it, it hurts that ability to have any yeah. sort of – because all it does is just it, it furthers the echo chamber. It furthers the divide because when you say, like um, – what there's one thing on the back here. Uh-huh. As long as um, – Every gun is committed by a criminal. Okay, um, Canada and Australia. 1639 was placed on the ballot illegally, violating state law and initiative petition requirements. Right. So there is a little bit. I don't know if why. I think the Seattle Times touched on yeah, this a bit. Yeah, it did a little bit. Okay. But that was done through a democratic process, right? right? Like, So they went out and gathered the signatures. Mm-hmm. There, 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 is, there was something on the, the, the back should have had the, um, the strikes that were taken out and the changes that were made. Yeah. The back of the ballot should have had all of that on it. Some of For them sure. some of them didn't. They still gathered three hundred and eighty thousand signatures to this, have it to have this on the have it be have it put on the ballot. Yeah. It went to the state attorney general's office and the state attorney general said, I see that there's an issue with some of these ballots mm-hmm. not having that information on the back. Right. But I don't have any legal standing. She mm-hmm. wouldn't reviewed it. Found mm-hmm. that she has no legal st- no legal standing to not put it on the ballot. Mm-hmm. Like that wasn't um, significant enough, right? In her opinion, in in the attorney general in the state of Washington is an elected official, right? Unelector. Yeah. If you didn't like it, right? All of this. So then it went to a lower court in Thurston County, mm-hmm. who who uh, took it off. Who said like with those with these ballot measures. Being the way they they are, mm-hmm. I'm going to suspend it from the ballot. Right. The Supreme Court overruled that lower court. The, the Supreme Court of Washington mm. over, overruled that lower court's decision and put it, putting it back on the ballot. Right. Right. Is any of that illegal? No. And that's that was my argument when I was think, reading that Seattle Times thing. Is like if they're following this democratic democratic process, then there's no there shouldn't be an issue as far as including it or not including it. They've they've taken the necessary steps to to have it be voted on. Yeah. And I think that it's fair to be voted on. But one thing I was thinking about when you were talking was that it kind of goes back to that that consequence, that possible consequence of misinformation. So if a pro-gun or a, 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 a sorry, an anti-gun individual or group gets a hold of this, they can use that and say that you guys are you as in pro gun mm-hmm. citizens are blatantly lying 
Yeah. You're not telling the truth about what this is. Exactly. And then that hurts the cause. Mm-hmm. Is is what you were saying, but I think I think that that's the specific point of you could have somebody use this against you if they if they had that and saw that. Um, well, it, it it also furthers in the minds of people who are apt to be you know to believe this stuff mm-hmm. and and take this as gospel. Like this is like, oh yes, the bill was illegally put. So what happens when it's passed? Right. They think it's an they think it's an illegal act. Oh, the government, the Democrats yeah. are coming for like they're passing all these bills illegally. They're destroying our. They're, you know, it just feeds into these conspiracies that right. the, the, uh, the deep state is, you know, coming for our guns and right. they're going to just, dis- they're destroying our democracy. Well, no, this was passed through a democratic process. If you don't like it, get up and vote. Right. Get up and vote. All, all of the Supreme Court seats mm-hmm. in the state of Washington are are a voting, are, 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 are elected officials. Right. So you don't like the Supreme Court, show up and vote for, yeah. in, in, in another election. Other than what's than, than the presidential election, yeah, no there kidding. are there are elections being held every single year. <laughs> yeah, show up and vote. Yes, show up and vote. Less than sixty percent of eligible voters voted. Yeah. in two thousand sixteen. Yeah, that's terrible. It is that terrible. Is terrible numbers. Yeah, because not even that many people are eligible to vote. Right. I mean, are registered to vote. Right. So, not sixty percent of eligible voters. Sixty percent of registered voters. Right. Voted. Right. So that's just really, Oof. just really bad. Like yeah, this is terrible. It's funny because when I, I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but when I was, you know, anti-establishment, didn't care about government or the roles the government played, um, I didn't really care about voting and I didn't vote. Um, but then I took that political science course and it broke down the importance of the institutions and the importance of my participation. Mm-hmm. Um and how there really can be change if you vote. Yes. And so many times, I mean, even even individuals I've talked to, um, because we had the primaries recently, um, I asked some individuals, you know, did you guys get out and vote? And I know they're voting for someone that I didn't vote for. Mm-hmm. I just want them to participate. Yeah. And they're like, no, I only vote in the presidential. And it's just, I just don't understand it. And especially in a case like this, um, it, I just I don't want to harp on it, but I do like inform yourself. If you see something being handed to you or you see something that is stating something, whether a pamphlet or a flyer or something, I don't know how it's not your your first instinct to say, hold on. I wonder. I Let me go investigate that mm-hmm. a little bit yeah. more instead of just taking it, as you said, for gospel. Just don't say, OK, that must be true. Uh, the government's against me. Well, go and look at it for yourself, and maybe there are parts you'll agree with, and maybe there yeah. are parts that you absolutely disagree yeah. with, and then you can pick it apart. And then when you have discussion about it, or if you're voting, or you want to hold your elected official accountable, you can bring up those points and say, you sound way more, your argument is stronger if you know each layer of a proposed law. Yeah. And when you bring it to somebody and you're having a discussion, whether it's a town hall or whether you're writing to your representative in some way, if I don't know, you you have to have the ability to acknowledge that there might be some things within this that could work. Mm-hmm. But also, by acknowledging that, it strengthens your argument of, I don't think that this is right, though, yeah. this part of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I don't know. No, I, d- I do. And, and there's there's a there's a part of the american um government that you know the the basis of our government that i'm that i'm forgetting in that is um 
there are the the Bill of Rights were were put into the constitution were attached to the Constitution mm-hmm. for a very specific purpose, and that is to preserve um, certain liberties for the for the um, for U.S. citizens right. that could be over time um, taken away by mob, kind of almost by mob mentality. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. even though even if ninety percent of a of a of the country wants guns to be completely taken away, uh-huh. there's still you know the 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 right is preserved for that ten percent. It does protect right. minority beliefs. Right. This the in the Second Amendment being um, the right to keep and bear arms. It protects the right to keep and bear arms. Right. I don't. Th- I don't. Th- well, there are people who are making the argument yes, that yes. That, sh- that that should be take taken away. And, right. Um. The, the Second Amendment isn't valid anymore. Or whatever. Yeah. I don't think majority of people are saying that. But no. Is there? But. It's been shown over, you know, it's been shown through different court decisions and mm-hmm. different um, laws that there can be re- just because you have the right doesn't mean that the government also doesn't have the right to res- to sh- to restrict in certain ways right. for public for public good and public safety. Right. Like you can't say fire. The, the cliche is that you can't say fire in a like right, in a, right, in a right. crowded theater. So there's there are some limits on free on free speech, which right. is part of the First Amendment. So. I don't know. I hate making that argument. It's so cliche. But <laughs> the, um, so at what point does the government overreaching mm-hmm. on certain laws just because it is a democratic process, mm-hmm. specifically guns, because that's what we're talking about. Right. Um, at what point is that trampling on the rights of the citizens uh-huh. in their constitutional rights that's guaranteed to them, even though that um, by almost mo- like a mob mentality within a democratic process. Right. I mean, that's why we have a republic and not a, and not a true um, democracy. Right. I mean, it's a, it's a, a democratic republic is a type of democracy. Right. But we're a democratic republic for a specific reason. Right. And that's because a democratic republic, a representative democracy, in my opinion, it, 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 it protects minority um, beliefs better than what a standard, like just democracy can. For sure. So, um, there, there is valid arguments here to be made, right. and I'm not trying to discredit valid arguments for gun ownership. Right, right. Uh, my own personal, I mean, we, I could get into a podcast on my own personal beliefs on firearms. Yes, but what, that's not what we're saying here. That's not what Jeff and I are saying. What we're saying is like when you're coming up with a, because I just know people are going to listen to this, yeah. and they're only going to hear what they want to hear. Yeah, and I'm just like, because I know there's a lot of people who. I know who listen to guns, who who not listen to guns, who listen to <laughs> us that own guns, right. and are going to think I'm saying something that right. I'm not. And what I'm saying is like, just what Jeff and I are both saying is, go and educate yourself fully on these bills, right. and then come up with your right. with your either beliefs. And your beliefs aren't your your beliefs aren't invalid. Right. Like if you want to vote no on this, you're right to vote no on For it. Sure. But, but let's not say that it was done illegally because that un- honestly that undermines our that undermines yes. our government. I was going to say that and. Um, it undermines it undermines our government, which that in order for a government to even exist, it needs the belief of its of its right. people that it's that the government is uh, is acting is is necess- is necessary, and it mm-hmm. needs the belief of the people for it in order to exist. Right. Because as we've talked about anarchy, anarchy leads to all sorts of <laughs> problems. Right. So well, and if you're gonna have a, an opinion, and if you're gonna form your opinion, base that opinion on the facts of what's proposed. Not the facts of a flyer, not the facts of a commercial. Like um, th- these these candidate commercials that I see, and just the smear campaigns they and the attacks that they do on each other, mm-hmm. it completely turns me off from either 
individual. When I see somebody attacking something or when I see a commercial against this proposed legislation, I instantly, like I said, I instantly go, whoa, whoa, whoa. That seems a little extreme and that sounds a lot like opinion. I want to read the actual legislation to find out what it actually says and then form my opinion. And then when I do that and I get in a discussion with somebody who might view something differently than I do and all their information is founded on a flyer, they don't stand a chance. Definitely. And you can't even have a conversation then. Exactly. And if you're going to vote, know what the hell you're voting for. Yes. Don't just blindly say, well, I saw this flyer or I saw this commercial and I know that this person thinks this way. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of resources out there to properly inform yourself. Um, And what better than the primary source of the actual legislation? It It probably sucks to read and it's super dry to read. But at least you can try to read something and interpret your own way. And if maybe you you don't feel comfortable doing that, read it, then have a discussion, and maybe you and another individual can come to a conclusion of maybe what you think that means. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's 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 it is it's just super frustrating. Yeah. And um I just when I saw this, I it it got me it got me it got me heated. I know it did. I was just like, man, like I I can't not talk about this now. I For have sure. to, I when I saw this I'm like I have to talk super, about it. Yeah, I didn't want to I didn't want to talk about I don't want to talk about gun rights because it's such a hot button issue. It is, it is. And like I I mean I I think there would be people who if they listen to this um, I have friends that work at this company right. if they heard me mm-hmm. they'd probably stop being friends with me. <laughs> um wow. Because like, I mean that's honestly like I, I shouldn't say that. Right. They, they probably I I have faith in them more than, than yeah. that. Yeah. I, I would I was using hyperbole. Yeah, for but, sure. But um it's just we get I got in an argument with somebody that I work with uh-huh. about this. Right. About whether we should be handing this out or not right. in, in this form. Yeah. And I ju- it's just it, it amazes me knowing that I can point out the fallacies mm-hmm. of this, but it doesn't it doesn't necessarily matter to them right. because they want they want to believe that this what this says is mm-hmm. true a hundred percent. Because because there are there's politi- there's political there's politics there's power at stake right. in it. So, um, I don't know. It's just we need to we just need to be better. Right. We need to be better. If like I if you think that your that your your beliefs in that guns have no if you if your personal belief is that guns have no um, they ha- they play no variable in the rise of gun violence. Mm-hmm. Um, with a decrease in gun violence, or you just want to make whatever argument that you can make about pro-gun legislation. It's just don't don't manipulate facts to make your to make your point. Right. If you believe what you believe, you won't need to. Yeah. And if you're in f- and your beliefs are informed. Yeah. Well, yeah. If you're using if you're using if you're if you're if your um if your beliefs are informed, you have nothing to worry about. Right. It's interesting because I don't own you a don't gun. I mean, you don't need to manipulate facts if your if your beliefs are informed. Right, exactly. And I don't own a gun, and I don't have a problem with people owning guns in any way, shape, or form. But I do, I do see. It's interesting that they're that, like I said, this is all based around trying to find some form of solution. Now, maybe this isn't the best way to approach the idea of gun violence and mass shootings, mm-hmm. but. It's out there, and because 
we're trying to find a solution. The government and the people are trying to find a solution. Now, I'm not saying that this is it, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. If you have a conversation face-to-face and you're not online attacking each other, I, I always believe that you guys will find more in common than, than, than you think. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants mass shootings. Let's start there. Okay, now what is your idea for a solution? What's your idea for a solution? If you have that dialogue, you can get to a better place. If you're informed, you can further that dialogue and maybe come up with a better solution. Definitely. Instead of just getting mad and saying that they're trying to take our guns, look at the problem and inform yourself and then propose a possible solution. Yeah, definitely. And I think if you're having that conversation with somebody who you assume completely disagrees with you i know that there's middle ground there with a lot of things not just gun violence or gun ownership but other issues that we need to tackle as a society and Mm -hmm. as a state for sure i mean and and it it does it does suck when you're a law-abiding citizen right and you have these guns that are being you know demonized as the the issue as the issue absolutely and it's a non-starter when someone says, "I don't think these guns should be owned." It's like, well, what have I done in my in my right. life that would strip me of my ability to own that gun? Right. Like, I'm I'm not a law. I'm not a um. I'm not a <laughs> not a criminal. Right. Right. And people and it touches on this on the flyer that criminals are by nature criminals and they're going to act in a criminal way. Like right. Whether they have um. So whether they you know whether these guns are taken or not they're still going to commit these acts right. in, in some way or another and i mean that's all that is a valid argument it is um but i don't know i don't i don't know where you i don't know where we go from here but mm-hmm. i think if you are so like rock solid like there are certain beliefs that both sides of this argument the the the, the pro gun versus um more pro gun control mm-hmm. argument and there's obviously shades of all of all of right. those absolutely um but if you if you hold something as like indivisible like whatever you have that is like you don't think can be that it's a non-starter for you Mm -hmm. start by asking yourself why is it why is it a non-starter for you why are you unwilling to have a conversation that would threaten it it would threaten the indivisibility of that particular um that particular topic or that particular belief absolutely and and i think if you allow your mind to start thinking of the counterfactual Mm mm-hmm what is true if that isn't true right and you that allows that kind of gets that kind of breaks down that wall of in the impenetrable wall For that sure. you've built up that doesn't allow other information to be recepted by you right so just just start by questioning in your mind why is it that that belief is held so strongly in your mind right and then think of the counterfactual right quit pointing the fingers at other people and maybe kind of do a little self-reflection um, because it will make you I don't know. I just think it makes it makes you a better individual, but also it, it strengthens your arguments if you if you understand why you believe what you believe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Um, one thing I wanted to say. I was thinking about this earlier. I love doing this, dude. <laughs> it's a lot of it's fun. It's super fun. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have anything maybe that you want to kind of close with as a, a large idea or maybe something that I mean we've kind of harped on it over and over, and I think it's just. Do your own research. Be informed. Um, we have this great thing called the internet, and but it 
there's also pitfalls in that too but um anybody has everybody has a platform right on the internet so just be careful about your sources just don't go find a source that validates everything that you're that you want Mm -hmm. that everything that validates all of your beliefs and just seek out those you know go and find something that challenges it and read and read that and just try to keep an open mind yeah like i i've i mean i have my own i I have my own beliefs about about guns and i and i constantly am challenging them like it like if if hair 15s were banned tomorrow like how does my life how does my life change Mm -hmm. and i i don't want to get down that rabbit hole yeah anyway i don't (laughs) really i don't have uh, a big a big uh, um magnum opus right this this on i just want I just think both sides are so entrenched on this. For sure. And it limits in. Yeah, I, I got nothing. Yeah. I, I like nothing. I said, I think it's just be aware of of maybe um, motives. Everybody. And because they're so entrenched, you're going to get false information. And it's terrible that that's the place that we're in right now where people are spreading this misinformation to um, further their agenda. Um, instead, print the actual primary source. Print the actual legislation. Put that on a flyer. And if you want to be selective on certain parts, at least you're using the language and the actual parts from the literature so then people can go back and look at it and compare it. But when you're just printing your opinion onto a form to to push your agenda, that's dangerous in so many ways and it it... I don't know. It just can be harmful, like you said. It, it, and it's. I don't think it's necessarily a stretch, but it's a big idea when you say that it can be harmful to democracy when you're misinforming voting citizens who then get to go vote. And if they're voting on information that's just not true, that's dangerous. It's, yeah, it's dangerous, but then when you also label what the, what the, what the government is doing as criminal. Right. Like, and it's not... In, in like, is it really... Right, like, and you're if you're if you're going to make that claim, like you better be able to back it up. Right, and I don't think in this particular case that that claim is 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 uh, justified for sure. Um, I just I just just popped in my head, okay. And I know it, we're 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 we've been going for a while, but <laughs> I want to um just think just an exercise, okay. If think about how you feel about the background check, mm-hmm. just the gun background check, right. How do you think it's valid? What 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 are your what, just whatever you think about it? Uh-huh. Transport yourself back to 1967 mm-hmm. and think about what do you think? What what how would you what? And then think about all the arguments that are brought up about gun restriction and coming and taking your guns and all of that. Mm-hmm. Go back to 1967 and then think about what are the ar- what are, what was what were the debates that was happening in 1967 probably about the the institution of a background check mm-hmm. which probably today most people would be like well okay i mean i think most gun owners would be like well i see the need for a background check right well 1967 and then background check system was 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 just being formed right it was probably like, oh, they're coming for our guns. It's right. probably the same heated rhetoric that we're talking about right. with this proposed bill. The government is spying on us. They're being invasive. Why do they want our information? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. The same arguments are, ma- are being made, but like what you're saying is now it's not even questioned. 
I mean, it still might be questioned, but because it's because you grew up with the background check being right. an institution, right? And therefore, you just you take that as okay. Well, that's how it always was. So I'm like, I guess that it can make sense. I can see that the 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 validity of it, right? Well, these things just because it, they're they're new to our times doesn't mm-hmm. mean that they're invalid, right? I think that is beautifully put, Jake. So all right, <laughs> all right, guys. Um, it's Thursday. So I will post this as soon as possible. And I posted earlier this week that we are going to a history trivia night. So I don't know if you guys are into that, but hopefully some of you guys made it out and got to hang out. It's at a brewery. So we're going to hang out, maybe have some drinks and uh, try to win some history trivia. And watch my Jets lose to the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. Jets. What? J-E-T-S. 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 Jets. 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 Yeah. How'd that go? They lost to Miami. All right, guys. uh, As always, thank you for listening. Follow us on social media, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And that's it. All right. All right. Love you. See ya. Bye. Come gather around, people, wherever you roam. And admit that the waters around you have grown. And accept it that soon you'll be drenched. To the bone If your time To you is worth saving Then you better start swimming Or you'll sink like a stone